Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And we are podcasting from my new apartment. <laughs> it is, you guys, it is beautiful. It's a big apartment. It's It's got a lot of natural light. Um, near Main Street, uh, Jordan and Kyle are doing it. They're 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 doing the the real the adult grown ass yes. life. I love it. Yes, just wonderful hijinks. <laughs> like last night, we realized that if we turn the light switch off in the living room, all the power from that wall where his computer is goes off. And oh my so gosh, he had to like, go to the hardware store, get some heavy duty tape, tape it, and now we have to get. Like a new light fixture that we can turn off with like a chain <laughs> so that we can turn the light off in here. Amazing. I feel like that's such like I feel like that's such like New York apartment shit. It's like such- even like the nicest places, it's like, oh, you only can turn on this light and you can't have this one on. And if you use the microwave, this thing will short circuit and the oven can only be at four hundred. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like he was freaking out about it and I was just like, No, this feels like something that would happen. This, yeah. Like I, I expected it. I was wondering what the catch was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like looking around like this place is really beautiful and spacious. What's wrong You're with like, it? You're like, if there's going to be a catch, this is a fine catch. Uh, like, yeah. And, I also, that, and also that tiny sink, which yes. when <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can do five whole minutes of comedy just on that sink. Honestly, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be kind of like uh you know, you could do your own short film, Tiny Sink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiny Furniture, Tiny Sink. <laughs> Tiny Sink. <laughs> uh, so, this, so this movie that we're doing this week, The Spirit of Christmas, is the second movie that I've watched in, the, in this apartment. The first one was in the cut because I'm currently writing about it. And it's still perfect in this apartment. In the cut, perfect film directed by Jane Campion, 2003. Watch in the cut. Anyway, we're not talking about that this episode. Uh, We're talking about (laughs) 2015's The Spirit of Christmas, which I'm unclear. Is this a Netflix movie or this is a movie that is on Netflix? It's actually um, a Lifetime movie that is on Netflix. So it's a little confusing right now because Netflix has some Hallmark movies on Netflix, Lifetime movies on Netflix, and then Netflix original Christmas movies. And they're all the same. I mean, they're all, you know, very Hallmark Lifetime tone. So it's hard to tell which are Netflix original and which are um, Lifetime or Hallmark, um, especially because Netflix doesn't really delineate. I had to do a little digging. <laughs> okay, so you figured it out because I, I had no idea yeah, what I did the network this, for this was made on. Because I've been watching a bunch of uh, these Christmas movies the last few weeks, so I needed answers. <laughs> How did you even find out that it was on Lifetime? I, I was like looking up to see reviews, and it said that it was originally um, a Lifetime movie in 2015. I didn't know that Lifetime made Christmas movies. I thought that that was Hallmark's market. I mean, Hallmark <laughs> is really the 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 major purveyor of of the Christmas um, the Christmas romantic films, but Lifetime, I guess, does some movies where. Uh, women don't murder their husbands. Oh wow! And yeah, this is one and, of them. and this is okay. <laughs> Although, so, <laughs> so full disclosure, 
this film is fantastic from beginning to end. I gave this five stars on Letterboxd, and I'm totally serious. Like, this is, this is, this is, <laughs> this, this is a great movie. This is a great fucking movie. Like, it's bad, like, in all the ways that, you know, you would expect. But for what it is, it is it's fun as hell. Absolutely. <laughs> it's delightful. It is absolutely delightful. Um, and I like I've been watching a bunch of these movies and some of them that I watch, uh, like they're supremely bad and I wouldn't rewatch them because they're so bad. It's not even fun. Um, or they're just so, so cliche. It's like, OK, but this one's bad in all the right ways i <laughs> want to invite a bunch of friends over when i have a giant tv for this apartment and we can all watch this and like drink wine and have like wine and like eggnog with rum and like holiday drinks and shit yes i would love this okay so this film was written by tracy andreen who has written a, a bunch of these she has written snow bride from 2013 Stranded in Paradise, which oh my is <laughs> Mr. Maple Leaf, which is a short. Oh yeah, there's some there's some lovely shorts in here too. Ice Sculpture Christmas. Oh my god, I need to watch that ASAP. Which it came out the same year as this, The Spirit of Christmas. Tulips in Spring. Killer Coach? What is this? Sleigh Bells Ring. All for love. <laughs> yeah. Switched for Christmas. Christmas princess. Christmas getaway. Once upon a prince. Wedding march for something old, something new. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Under the autumn moon. Love, of course. Christmas joy. It's Christmas, comma, Eve. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm dead. This one, this one came out this year. <laughs> the Christmas Eve one. Y yeah, this Christmas comma Eve. I'm so I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess the, the main protagonist is named Eve, and I, I am here for the pun. Um, and she is apparently directed like a film film because it doesn't say TV uh, written a film film because it doesn't um it doesn't say TV movie next to it on IMDb called Off the Rails about a married woman who loses her memory in a train accident, and it also has this guy this ghost guy in it like <laughs> okay well i'm i def i want to have a movie night just watching movies with him <laughs> she i this woman is the queen of her craft because honestly you know we can say a lot of things about the script of movies like this but as for a script for a movie like this it's pretty good yeah yep. there's, there's a lot going on there's different <laughs> levels of emotion and and there's 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 hijinks, there's plot twists. Like you actually can't predict this one, which is rare for this kind of movie. Yeah, and like, this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this director uh, who also directed Off the Rails, and it seems to be like one of her l director friends. This director, David Jackson. This is great. This is such a delightful. Oh my god, he has done so many television films that I actually do not have time to name them all. This is. Wow, this is fantastic. What a pedigree. <laughs> I'm gonna oh my gosh, I'm watching you scroll right now. This is crazy. And it's a process. Um, he has also directed a Christmas movie out this year called Last Vermont Christmas. Christmas Perfection. Those both came out this year. Cup of Love from 2016. The Cheerleader Murders 2016. What? 
Um, wow, a lot of television here. Vampire Diaries, The Cape, Super Ninjas, The Lion Game, One Tree Hill. Ooh, he directed Return to Halloween Town. Okay, I've actually seen this one. I have seen that one as well. Yeah, so this is, wow, directed episodes of Charm. These are veterans. They know what they're doing. And, and I it think shows. That that's great. Yeah, I it think shows. so. Um, and it's starring a whole bunch of people that are in other movies by people <laughs> like this. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like this is a very... If you are <laughs> into this, which I am, although I will admit I have not seen many of these named ones, uh, you might recognize these actors. But if not, like, they're not known on the grand, in the grand scale. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So we can actually talk about these people with their characters' names because I don't know who these people are. Same. <laughs> Uh, so the, how do we explain this? Okay, oh so this is a movie about a woman named Kate who Doesn't is so, know. she's so into her career that she has just never had love. She doesn't know how to love. The, the, we're introduced to her in a uh, dramatic breakup scene at a restaurant where this guy <laughs> this she's scene been is amazing. seeing. Oh, it's amazing. This guy she's been seeing is basically like, you know, I think you're great and I think that eventually you're going to find love, but like you don't know how to love. And then she, her response, like, because, you know, you're expecting it to be this dramatic, you know, like tear-filled exchange. Her response is just like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Like, she's like, I don't really like you either. <laughs> like, oh, she's great. She's great. She's like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't like you that much. Are you going to eat that? Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're right. This isn't going anywhere. And he's like, wait, you're not. And he's like upset that she's not upset. And it's just like beautiful. And this, the way that you can tell that this guy like rehearsed this because he says things like, I don't bring great love out of you. You're too busy and I'm not your priority. Yeah, exactly. And she's just and like, she's just well, like, yeah, oh, well, of course you're not. Men always tell me that I don't know how to love. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm ready for this journey. <laughs> um, but we forgot to talk about the cold open, which is very dramatic. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's just this thing where it's like these two brothers are into the same girl and one brother is like doing business. We find out later he's like a a rum runner during the prohibition era and it's just like the woman lily is just like he needs to come home for christmas eve i need to know that he can put me first and the brother's like no and then the brother gets randomly killed by someone that we don't see and then very solemnly silver bells plays over the credits and i was just like on board and yeah and then they and then the the spirit of christmas the name of the movie goes across the screen and you're like okay i'm ready um it's it's yeah that's the cold open and then we go to and then and the we cold go open, straight to the state you know in the <laughs> prohibition era and then we go to like the present day with this with with kate getting dumped and you're just like oh wow okay this movie has a lot going on <laughs> it does and then and then we see kate at work and her boss is just like I've had visions of the Bahamas dancing in my head. LOL. And he, so <laughs> a woman dies, a woman runs this in 
but she didn't leave it to anyone, so it needs to get sold. But before it's sold, it needs to be appraised. And I don't know. I guess there. I don't know if there were specifically real estate lawyers or like what's going on. Yeah, it's never really fully clarified. All we know is that, as with many tragic women in these movies, Kate is good at her job. <laughs> God and forbid she, she puts her job first. She puts her job first. She does anything else. Love she does not know how to love. No. So she is absolutely the perfect person to get sent. And and her boss does say, you know, it's one of those implied things like, well, you don't have, you know, anything to do during the holidays anyway. So we're going to send you on this assignment to go appraise this inn where this woman died. And when you're done, you'll definitely get a promotion. Yeah. And she's like, OK. And then she's like, why? Like, she, she asked a few questions about the inn, like kind of like, why, you know, why isn't it already? Why don't we know the value? And, and then we get some stats, like 45 percent of the population believes in ghosts, which I would love to see if that number is real i know i immediately was like is that real and uh, yeah because basically her boss is telling her well people say that the the inn is haunted and that's why you know um nobody wants nobody like it's going to be harder to sell and so you need to really go like inspect the value and she's just like okay yeah ghosts and then her boss is like no people really believe in this and she's like okay whatever i'm fine like you know (laughs) little does she know what will happen (laughs) And then so much of the film, uh, she just shows up at this inn and this old guy is like this, the old guy at the inn whose name I do not know. What's it? I think it's Walter. Walter. I mean, that it's, let me, it's, it let me sounds like an old guy at an inn. Yeah. I mean, name. I might've just named him based on like what I felt. Oh my God. Yeah. He does feel like a Walter. No. Wait, is this name? <laughs> Rafferty? Oh my god. Rafferty? I felt like they never... What? How did I miss that his name was Rafferty? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Rafferty's his last name. Because I don't feel like he's called... Yeah, I feel like I would you know remember. I, mean? if I would his definitely name was remember Rafferty. a specific name. But yeah, the, I guess we'll just go with Rafferty because that's what we're being told. <laughs> um, Rafferty. Like she, she arrives at the inn and Rafferty's like, oh, hey, you know, you're the appraiser. He's like, well, I'm about to leave because I always leave um, during Christmas time. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I have to, you know, and, and he's like, the inn's closed. You can't be here. And she's like, no, I'm here to like appraise it. And he's like, well, no, we never, we're never here during Christmas time. And she's just like, okay, why? Like, I have to do my job. And he's basically like, well, you know, the ghost is ghost. is particularly present during Christmas and she's like okay crazy and he's like if you want to stay here you can but i'm going to leave and you're going to be alone with the ghost and she's like no like like she's like no it's fine like you know you're you're ridiculous and he's like okay and so then he leaves her alone at the inn with the ghost daniel daniel <laughs> jacob forsyth <laughs> just what a name what and and Dan, daniel of course is the man who was killed in the dramatic cult open yeah so the ghost does a bunch of ghost shit and then she falls on her head and she wakes up and she's on the couch and Daniel's just like you're trespassing and I would like you to leave. And then he he picks her up, puts her over her sho- puts her over his shoulder and carries her out. Yeah. And and she's so like, you know, this is a ghost 
he's not walking through walls. This is a ghost that's physical at this point. Like, this just a, a person. Just a physical, old-timey ghost. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's still dressed like Prohibition era. He looks good. He is, like, in, in his crisp, well-fitted suits. Mm-hmm. I'm thirsting a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, the way in which his hair and... Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Styled is so like not. He would have a way bigger beard or no beard at all. Oh yeah, I mean he and we he's we so manicured. Like before starting b- before we started to record, we both agreed that he looks a lot more like a cocktail bartender in Williamsburg than like an actual like prohibition guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just he's supposed to be hot. And so therefore, we see his back later and I'm just like, "Okay, that's a nice back." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he is hot, but yeah, he he doesn't actually look prohibition. He just has like a nice outfit. <laughs> so there are a bunch of hijinks, you know. He fucks with her. She asks the sheriff to come because she just thinks that he's a crazy trespasser because she doesn't believe in ghosts. The sheriff's like, okay, this crazy lady is being crazy and not setting her alarm. And then he, <laughs> and then you find out Daniel has the code to the alarm. <laughs> yeah, because she keeps like, she's like, no, I set the alarm. And so the sheriff, you know, it's like the sheriff's gaslighting her. And I was like, uh, you know, are you sure? And the sheriff even kind of jokes. He's like, are you sure it wasn't a dream or a ghost? And she like gets really angry. And then like Daniel's like, you know, teasing her and everything. And then finally, I think Rafferty comes back. Yeah, he comes back and well, he does. But before that, uh, he's old dude says, I merely want my solitude, which requires your departure. The way this man talks. Oh, man. Yeah. He talks like that the whole time. Like very like like if if he was a character that was set now, he would be annoying as fuck because of the way he talks. Like very pretentious. Like I just read an essay and now I will talk down to you. (laughs) But because he's supposed to be from the Prohibition era and he's a ghost and it's all so absurd. I love it. (laughs) And so... um, so Rafferty comes back and he's just like, at this moment, Daniel is not a ghost. He has 12 days of body. And 12 then, days of body. That's like the name of like, like a porn fanfic of this movie. And then, <laughs> but when the clock strikes midnight on, I don't know, Christmas Eve or whatever, he turns back into a ghost and you can't touch him or what the whatever the fuck these rules are he like disappears (laughs) and you can't see him again but he's still like his presence is here and she's like why like and like how did he die and you know she's asking all the questions that us the viewers are asking and and rafferty's like we don't know why and and like he doesn't remember how he died and like this is just how it is (laughs) like obviously you know obviously this man exists for 12 days and then he's just like fully dead again i mean duh duh like get with the program lady (laughs) and then just so like so many hijinks there's like he loves to eat it's just like oh he sure eats a lot for a ghost it's so (laughs) silly like everything he does is like heightened because he's a ghost but he's got a body now and he just like he's like in different rooms and then she comes in and she's like oh oh, the ghost is here do you remember that part where she asks about you know oh was he cursed by a witch and then Rafferty's like there are no witches yeah that's (laughs) one of the most charming and ridiculous parts of this movie is how like 
the suspension of disbelief, like, obviously, we're supposed to just go along with the fact that he has a body for 12 days and he's a ghost, but then he disappears again. And, like, we don't have answers for this yet. But then when she's trying to figure out what's going on, he'll just be like, you're absurd. <laughs> like, I am a ghost, but there are no witches. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, yeah. And so you find out about this whole love triangle. Him and his brother Charles were both in love with Lily, but Lily loved him. But like Charles was, I guess, more steady, like, a you know, like more of a regular guy because I guess Daniel was like a bad boy because he, he was was a rum runner and he was running rum in Canada. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I was just doing it, you know, to make money and like I wasn't gonna do it forever. But Lily really wanted him to stop and he promised he would stop. But then when he left for like what he claimed was his last rum running. It was trip. like one of those things that oh, it was one last job. One last job just to get money. Cause he wanted to make sure because the inn was in the family, but they were kind of running out of money and he wanted to make sure he could keep the inn. Um, and that was part of why it was rum running. But then basically she after he so it's interesting because he doesn't know how he died at first, um, but he does know that she was pregnant and ended up marrying her his brother after he died um, because of his hauntings. He knows yeah, that. And it was and it was really sad, too, because apparently she marries the brother. She has a baby. We find out that the baby was actually Daniel's, but because, you know, she. The baby came It was an illegitimate child. Yeah. yeah, it was like an illegitimate child. And so she married the brother and then, but she died in childbirth while having the baby and the baby also died. And it's just like this whole like really it's sad so, thing There's this happened. whole sad, complicated story that's just kind of in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it gets, it gets fully revealed by Molly, who is the sister of the sheriff, who also has a crush on Rafferty. And like, she just, kind of says it casually because there's a whole thing where uh he wants to test his he wants to like show like his bartending skills so like oh my gosh yeah this is a ghost that is like well you know because he was a rum runner during the prohibition so he knows how to make a drink (laughs) and he has to show it off oh my gosh basically like he doesn't know one of the main contentions is that he doesn't know how he died and he thinks that basically his that Lily cheated on him while they were together and then married immediately married his brother because he was dead when really she married his brother to cover up her pregnancy because it was you know prohibitionary and she was a woman um but Molly is like the only one who knows this history apparently because it's you know small town history yeah and she reveals it in a scene where <laughs> Daniel, during his 12 days where he has a body, she comes to visit and Daniel's like rude to her and she doesn't realize that he's a ghost because he has a body and she's just casually talking about town history of the inn and so he's mean to her because it's personal to him and then he like says he'll, that they can host the Christmas Eve dance at the inn but he's the only one he trusts to be a bartender and she she runs a bar so she's offended <laughs> It's so like this there's so much going on there's so much going on in this movie and it's all just so silly but that's why it's so fun but also bad so yeah i mean the great thing about this movie is that everyone takes everything so seriously everyone is so sincere and also everyone listens to each other there's not like a lot of like oh no 
this is a misunderstanding because they didn't talk. The misunderstandings are because people died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's not really on. like actual lying going. I mean, no, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's death and there's like you know life drama that goes on, and and like so much of this movie is like uncovering the mystery of Daniel's death. And then Lily learning how to, I mean, and then Kate learning how to love. Yeah, because it's just, I don't know. And it's interesting that this is the guy that helps her learn how to love. It's almost like this guy, there's so much going on that she can't help but be interested. It almost just feels like all other guys were boring. I think that's really the case. And also with Daniel, he's, like, for being from Prohibition era, like, he's very, he's he's pretty progressive in the sense that he's very into the fact that Kate is capable and like, he likes having discussions where they kind of tug, like tug a war a bit, you know, with their opinions. He doesn't really have the massage, the brand of misogyny that you would think he'd have. Like, yeah. He's, he's just like an old timey dude, but it's like, not. but he's like, you're very, you're a very strong, cool woman. Why aren't men of your time must be idiots for not dating you. And she's like, Oh, haha, you know, but he's like, no, you're like, you know, very impressive. Uh, and, and you get the sense that he liked Lily, um, for her. For, yeah. Strength. For a lot of the same like, reasons. Yeah. yeah. You can tell that, you know, he likes strong-willed women. He's not really intimidated by that at all, which yeah. is great. Yeah, exactly. And so, which is surprising given, like, a lot of the way the movie's set up. Um, and I think is one of the things that actually makes their connection believable. Right, because even if we think about something, like a film that we've done on this podcast that I really hate, Leap Year, it's like a guy that's literally just, like, smushing a woman down so that he can want her, you know, yeah. like making her small. And that's not what's happening here. They genuinely like each other. They genuinely want to be around each other. They're interested in each other. They like talking to each other. And it's a very, like, aside from the fact that he's a ghost, it's like an equal-ish relationship. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of it feels like, because he's very much, he's like, I want to be alone in the inn. I want people to leave me alone. People are annoying. And she's a bit like that too. Like, they're both... I don't know if it's really that they're introverted so much as they just really value their solitude and like she likes to she likes to be good at her job and focus on her work and doesn't really want to deal with a lot of the stress of massive socializing and neither does he and I feel like they bond over that like they're just like I don't trust a lot of people but like I yeah I, it's very much know? a situation where yeah. it seems like you know they both have really good taste you feel like they wouldn't just that it's just because it's them that they, you know, would honestly, you know, pick each other yeah. in another context. Yeah. And I think, and there's a sense like Daniel has a sense of humor about the fact that he is a ghost. Which oh yeah. Is he's a funny ghost. One of a very, it's like a very funny <laughs> meta part of the movie. And of course, you know, at first, because Kate never thought the ghosts were real. And of course she didn't expect to fall in love with the ghost. There's like this funny dynamic where he's kind of like, oh, I'm a I'm a ghost. And she's like, oh, my God, you are. Oh and, my God. and like, that's like kind of part of their their love story. I can't, I can't I, I'm believe how much we like this that movie. I'm talking about this movie. This so movie, earnestly. Yeah, this movie is great. OK, like <laughs> even like and it's also I mean, it's chaste ish, but you feel like it's just because there are so many other like 
old people running around and stuff. It's like they're not really alone. So like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, gonna there's fuck? not. Like, that'd be disrespectful. There's definitely a lot of innuendo, and like we see him shirtless, which is great. Oh yeah, you know that's a good shirtless scene. Um, but he's like, "Good morning." So Kate. it's not it's not as chaste as some of the kind of Hallmarky movies that I've seen, or that even that we've covered on the podcast. It's it's definitely they definitely have like a sexual dynamic, but it so much of this movie is just about like his complicated journey and like figuring out the truth about Lily so that he can move on from Lily. And there, there are some genuinely funny moments. Like when Molly shows up, <laughs> Kate is like, Oh, this is DJ. And he's like, it absolutely is not. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you will not nickname you will me not DJ. call me DJ. That's- and he, I can't remember the line he has about that name, but he roasts the shit out of the name DJ. And it's, awesome. <laughs> it's so great. I'm like, wow, this ghost is so surly and I love it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> in the moment <laughs> when Molly, you know, like tells a bunch of details about his story that he wasn't aware of. This is after the cocktail um, off thing. He's just like, this isn't gossip. This is my life. And it's like, it's not like it makes sense. It's a it weird way to find out. And yeah, like, it's very weird for him to find out the truth about his life and why he's been haunting for 70 years like in in a casual conversation and of course obviously it's an absurd plot so like it's funny that it's you know it's funny that it's a real moment yeah but it makes sense that he's upset like if i was a ghost oh my god i can't believe what i'm saying right now on this podcast (laughs) if i was a ghost haunting an inn that i died in front of for 70 years and i found out the truth about my death and my partner um like i thought aj had betrayed me and i found out the truth because some lady was just talking i'd be i'd be upset too you know and and he he goes to the other room and then and then kate follows him and she's she's actually pretty empathetic to it but she's also like you know like molly doesn't know that you're a ghost because you have a body right now um yeah and they're actually when they when they fight because of course every all of these movies have a moment of you know we fought it's it's a legitimate fight because she's just like, what if the love of your life killed you? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, um, could yeah. you not? Yeah, he's like, this is so painful. And and Kate's kind of like, yeah, but also, like, you've been dead 70 years. You know, like, you, you're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> um, okay, I really... <laughs> I, I am dying at, at us talking about this movie right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, and it's a whole thing where, too, where Rafferty's just like, hey, it seems like you said that because you're jealous of Lily. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you're in love like with the dead guy de- and jealous You're, you're in love with a ghost person. and you're jealous of his wife who died in childbirth. Like, can you imagine that level of shade being... <laughs> thrown at you like wow <laughs> and she's just like oh and there's one of my favorite scenes is when um daniel is so after molly like comes and they have like this whole party and stuff daniel's like talking to rafferty and he's like she likes you like don't you like her and rafferty's all like oh you know like we're friends i wouldn't want to ruin that and he's basically kind of like you know i'm old and like i don't have the energy for all this stuff and and daniel's like I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel's basically like wingmanning him. And he's basically like, listen, I'm a ghost. Like you better go for it. Everyone wants Rafferty to get laid. It seems like, because also the, the brother, 
the brother of Molly, the sheriff, is just like, hey. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> hey, Molly's you date my sister? And Molly's cute. Like, they're cute. She is. Yeah, they're cute together. She's cute. She runs a bar. They're both, like, kind of entrepreneurs, and they're both very established in the town. And so eventually, like, Daniel nudges him at the Christmas Eve dance. I, again, I'm laughing at these sentences I'm saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> Daniel nudges him, and then Rafferty, uh, Rafferty asks Molly to dance because she was dancing with like some other random guy, and she's like, "Finally!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, girl!" Like you can tell she's been waiting. She's been giving him chances. She's been making moves, and she's waiting to see if Rafferty will like finally step up to the plate. And he finally does because the ghost tells him to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, oh my god, so much ghost shenanigans, and then another ghost appears, <laughs> uh, yes. and then, oh like, my god, the other she gets ghost. locked in a room, and then the ghost literally tells her, go away. <laughs> yeah, and Kate, so, like, when Kate gets locked in the room, she doesn't know that there's another ghost, and she thinks that Daniel's doing that, and she, like, sees him in the next room a few minutes later, and she's like, what the hell, like, what, oh, yeah. and he's like, that wasn't me, and then they're like, <gasps> there's another ghost. <laughs> oh my, just more fucking ghosts, man. It's, Absolutely. There were times in this movie where I kept on thinking that someone in the plot was like a relative of someone from the other plot. Like I kept on waiting for that to happen. I kept on waiting for Rafferty to be like, that baby didn't die. That baby is me. I'm the baby. (laughs) Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, we end up finding out that the other ghost... Is, is is his cousin who was doing rum running with him and Daniel was trying to get out. And when he said that he was leaving, the I guess the boss guy was just like, no, he might tell someone you have to kill him. And then the cousin had to be like, well, he might come after my family if I don't kill you. So blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so, it's so this boardwalk it's, empire. I know. I was like this, this like, Lifetime Christmas movie has so much going on. Like this is like telenovela it's level so of plot wonderful. twist. It's great. Oh my god! And we even see Lily and find out she's been she like. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't believe how much is going on in this movie. Like Lily is also still in the inn, and she's not haunting it in the same way that Daniel is. But she she's like just like waiting for him to come like pass on with her. Yeah, and she basically like once he. So he has a conversation with Harry eventually when he finds out Harry, his cousin, is the other one haunting. And he's basically just like he listens to Harry and he essentially forgives him for murdering him, which is wild. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. He's so nice about it. Like, Oh, yeah. I totally get why you murdered me. Uh, I'm like, what? Like, I mean, obviously, like I can understand, like on one level, Daniel's probably like, well, I would have been dead by now anyways, you know? Yeah. Like um, it's all good. But and he was just also just like, I've been angry for so long. And what has it done for me? Like it hasn't helped me. It hasn't changed anything. And so he forgives Harry. So and many good lessons in this movie. I know. <laughs> and then he forgives Harry and then Lily emerges. So, you know, one of the morals is that if you forgive your murderer, your dead wife will emerge from the next bedroom. Of um, course, yes. And Makes she. Sense. <laughs> she emerges and she's and he's like Lily and she's like she's basically like now that you've forgiven him like I've been waiting for you to like find out the truth and like you know now you can move on to basically like you can stop being a person 12 days a year and you can just fully be ghost with me in eternity and then he's like conflicted because he's like well I actually really like Kate 
And Lily is like the most chill like woman who died in childbirth and had married the, <laughs> <laughs> the brother of her lover. She's, like she's like got a lot going on and she's just like, you know what? I get it. Like, like, oh, I get that you moved on. Like, and then she just disappears. Like, what? She's like, just, is she okay? Before she leaves, she's just like, Yeah, you can you can make your choice. You know, you can choose her, you can choose her, you can choose me, whatever, man. I'm good. Like she's yeah. so at peace. She's so just like, you know, I've been dead a while and like honestly, like I, I honestly feel like with Lily, she's just like tired of men's nonsense. And like, even though Daniel's a pretty cool dude, she's probably just like, I'm ready to go be alone. <laughs> like, this is exhausting. <laughs> and so she just disappears. And now that he's had closure, like he he just feels at peace. He's like, well, I'd rather be a person 12 days a year and, and ha- maybe have a chance to see Kate. And then and then she has to leave and go back to her boss because, you know, sh- the whole point of this whole shenanigan was for her to appraise the end. Yeah. And he, she, it's <laughs> so much because the boss, like, at first is just like, your work comes first. That's who you are. That's what you're doing. And then he, he has a change of heart. Well, he kind of has a change of heart, but he has an ulterior motive. This boss, like, we don't even have time to get into whatever his emotional journey oh, is. Oh, yeah. There's a lot there. He just wants to go to the Bahamas and shit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel that. But he's, yeah, he's like, there's a lot riding on Kate because it's kind of like she's one of his star employees. And 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 like in the past, she's only really cared about her job. So he's kind of like, come on, you get it. You know, cash money business. (laughs) Cash money, baby. Yeah, it's everyone is willing to sacrifice everything. Like she's just like, yeah, I'll date you and only see you with like 12 12 days out of the year that's fine and then he's just like daniel's just like but you deserve more and she's like but i want you and i'm just like okay well yeah like basically it's like she goes back to her boss and and she's like i want to return to the inn like this next christmas like while it's being sold and he's like we need you here for all this other stuff and then it's never really clarified whether she quit her job or just like was like you know fuck you i won't get the promotion but we know that she's there next christmas and then she tells daniel that she'd rather be with him 12 days a year than nothing at all and he's like you deserve more and then like she like christmas eve usually at midnight he disappears but on christmas morning she wakes up and she walks outside and he has emerged from the woods and he is like he's basically like 12 days a year is not enough and then they make out. And I'm like, wait, so is he just fully a man now? Like, what's going on? Does he get to cheat death for Like, her? does he get to cheat death because he forgave his murder and moved on from Lily? That's kind of the vibe I got. But it's not, it's, it's not super clarified. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> like, there's so much ghost science in here that I don't, <laughs> that I don't understand. But I'm still very on board for it. Yeah, it's it's a happy ending and you're wondering like how, but you're also just so distracted by how much of a good time you have that it's just like, oh, well, we don't have to know. Yeah, like this is, this is, uh, this is what the this crop. is. When it comes to like Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix, Christmas rom-coms that are like cheesy and ridiculous and usually have actors you don't know, this is like some a plus stuff i love it and i also love the actress who played kate like i hope to see her in more things i thought she was really funny and cute. yeah uh <laughs> yeah i'm very surprised it, like i i am, would not be shocked at all if, if any of you listening are super 
perplexed by the fact that we just gushed about this movie. I get it. I, I get it. If you're if you're furring your <laughs> eyebrows, like, really? Did they see the same movie as me? Or like, are they really talking about how good this movie about a woman falling in love with a ghost is? Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> this is yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just we both needed it at yeah, the same like time. We were just so like traumatized after some of the last movies, and like life has just been so stressful that this movie was just such a nice like reprieve. Uh, yeah. Life has been such a stress. Like I like, just I've been. That's part of the, one of the reasons I've been watching all these movies is because they're just so they're just like dumb Christmas fun, you know. Yeah. And like you just need that sometimes. Yeah, and I just needed a break from bro time. Yeah, it's, absolutely. I feel like it's been bro time on the podcast. It I'm has. Just, I mean, I last just... week, you know, it was romantic comedy for incels. Like, <laughs> 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 we needed to wash our hearts. <laughs> also, the first night, the first night, like the first uh, almost a day that we were here, we didn't have Wi-Fi. And Kyle and I just watched a lot of Coupling, which is um was a British kind of like we're all friends and we fuck each other it was basically british friends but i like it way more than friends and it's also you know british so the seasons are shorter which means that there's more thought into the writing anyway it's white nonsense but it's just so nice it's just nice to <laughs> have good. some like yeah like really fun nonsense like there needs to be some of that you know yeah yeah not, not everything can be heavy and contemplative Sometimes it's contemplative, but it's about a ghost yeah. falling in love with a woman who needs to learn how to love. So we don't actually have any recommendations. Because uh, we think because you should watch think this. You should definitely it's watch this. It's on Netflix. Watch and it. And if you hate it, that's completely fine. Yeah. And I would not even <laughs> be surprised. But I also just, I can't really imagine hating this movie. I could imagine watching it and being like, okay, this is ridiculous. And I can't, I'm not having as much fun as you guys. And that's fine. It's definitely a good movie if you're drinking a little wine or smoking a little weed or, you know, if you don't do those things, but you are in a silly mood. You don't need to be fully, uh, you know, focused in the in the deep way that you might for some films. <laughs> yeah, this is good. I'm, I feel very relaxed. Yeah, me too. Last week, I felt like I needed to, like, go on a walk after talking <laughs> about like, and this week I'm like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you guys, just even if you don't watch this movie, let yourself watch something delightful. Yeah, please do. You know, life is hard. It's cold outside. I know the holidays are a very emotional and complicated time for a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, um, do what you got to do. Yeah. And if, you know, what you got to do is a weird ghost movie, you know, do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know... If you feel so inclined, leave us a a, a review on iTunes. We oh, love yeah. that. Follow us on Twitter. Listen Bad to us on Spotify. Pod, yeah. Zero. Yeah. Follow us on Spotify. All of the places you can listen. Um, you can even email us. Um, Follow yeah. Bronwyn at Bron.computer. Please do, because I'm still like, you know, got this new account after the Proud Boy shut my other one down. So it's just, it's a baby account. And I need I need friends. <laughs> yeah, you can so. follow me on Twitter too. You can follow me on Instagram. I did my first Instagram story last night. I was oh my gosh! Like, I welcome. Never, I had never done one. Before. I love Instagram stories. It's my favorite form of social media <laughs> right now. So, uh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, and we've also been considering. Well, I don't know if I was considering it and hadn't told you, but we should one day 
like record an episode and like have like a video of us just so yeah. that people can like see us and like see our reactions. And I don't know if they should wait until I get a better coffee table or what. <laughs> no, I think that would be fun. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, so I want to do that sometime. I have a tripod around here in one of these many boxes, and we might do it. It might be cool. Yeah, and, like, obviously it'll be available, you know, like you can just listen if that's what you want, but you can also watch and feel more like we're all hanging out. Yeah, it could be good. could so. be fun. Anyway, we love you guys. We love you. I'm Bronwyn. I'm Jordane. Bye. Bye. Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's go, this truck. Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up.